And the enemy is trying to bring shame and condemnation and all those things. And what Jeff was sharing, it was the love of God, the embrace of the Father. And that was the word coming into this season, to come into the embrace of the Father. We're running not from the devil, but into the arms of Christ. We're running into the embrace of the Father. And we are seated next to Him in heavenly places. There are times in life where we seem to walk away and we don't even ask God what He wants. And it's this great invitation to come into the presence of God and remain in the presence of God and walk with the presence of God and live in the presence of God and go from here with God before us and walk in his embrace and in his love for he is the champion come on father we thank you lord jesus for your tremendous presence here this morning god i thank you lord jesus hallelujah for your grace being poured out in our lives in jesus name hallelujah lord hallelujah lord hallelujah lord I have the authority to speak out. When I open my mouth, miracles break out. The enemy is trying to go after us because we have the voice and we have overcome. And when we speak out, he, the enemy, will fall. This week, physically, I was attacked in my body. And I know you guys are too. It's the season for it, but also there's that added atmosphere of attack. And two of the things God gave me victory at, one simple thing of waking up with a very sore throat. And I said, I will not receive this. I'm not going to go that direction. And we take our sword and we poke that devil whenever we feel those symptoms we say no and we're the aggressor like david with the sling don't you dare come after me and we keep going and standing and doing that spiritual warfare and he lost i won couple days of doing that no sore throat after that i was attacked in my legs felt like there was just pain through both of my legs I don't know where it came from but it was where it was a restless pain and I battled that one this week and said no I'm not going to get that I won't receive that pain in my legs I'm not going there I knew it was this, there was no reason for this it was just an attack so I poked the devil and quoted scripture that's her sword is the word of God keep saying those healing scriptures over you and your loved one on a even on a daily basis take that medicine the word of God and this morning or was it last night you know how that goes <laughs> the power of God came on my legs and the tingling of that presence of God overcame that attack and it left me so to encourage the saints in the house today come on saints you just press forward and don't let that enemy get you down he has no right on your body you're bought and paid for so 
Thank you, Jesus. He says to give testimony in the saints because that's our overcoming. Because if it happened to me, it'll happen to you. God's not a respecter of person. So thank you for letting me share. Come on. Hallelujah. Right now, let's just raise our hands right now. Come on. There are people that are needing miracles in, in their lives right now. They're needing healing. So right now, there's a spirit. And I said, I don't want to leave this house. You know, you can leave this house and not carry this out. And the anointing is in the house that we could take it from here and go out there because we have the authority in the name of Jesus to take this. So right now, as she was just testifying of the power of God in her home, we receive it right now in our homes. Right now, in the, no, I'm tired of this sickness, this disease, these COVID things. Right now, we take authority in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's yours because you are a son and a daughter in the house. If there's an anything situation, rise up right now in the name of Jesus. There is a demonstration of the authority and power of Christ that's in your life right now, and he wants to demonstrate when he comes in the authority. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we receive it. We receive it. We surrender, God, and we receive, hallelujah, our place right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Wow. <clears throat> Almost lost my voice. I haven't got a chance to preach yet. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah for the presence of God here this morning. Presence-driven house, Lord. It's your presence. This is your house, Father God. Have your way here this morning and in our lives. That word surrender is tremendous, guys. It's tremendous. So thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you. I don't want you guys to leave. Could you just stay here forever? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Worship. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. That's good. All right. We're going to take up the offering this morning. Hallelujah. This is a great time to mention surrendering. I think that's convenient. <laughs> I, I urge everyone in this house, if you're wondering about tithes and offerings, turn to Malachi. I believe the Lord is doing tremendous revelation in our lives about surrendering. And, and I, it, it, it seems like uh, when you share about tithes and offerings, it can get tricky. But you know what? We don't serve money. We serve God. And we surrender to God. And then we walk in His ways. And we declare His goodness. So Father, right now, Lord, we declare that, you know what? Money's good, but you're way better. And God, we surrender our finances. Lord, this year, I pray, God, as we turn some things over to you in the financial realm, it is going to be the best year that we've ever had, not for the money, but for this very presence, because you are God. Lord, we don't want to go anywhere without you. So God, we surrender even the, the things that draw us out in the money realm. Lord God, we put you first. And we thank you, Father God for your, your blessings and your provisions in Jesus' name. So if you would come, please give our tithes and offerings. Kids, you want to stay in here? We're going to uh, do one thing before we dismiss you. Kids, um, 
So in Sunday school, we've been doing the book Unseen, which is about the armor of God, and we've been teaching the kids about putting on our armor and putting it on every day and daily, and, and, and they can tell you and they know every piece and what it stands for that we need to put that on. And so when they finish this book and they memorized every scripture that was assigned, they get rewarded. So today is our, our reward service for the kids that finish the book. So when I call your kids' names, you can come up and get your reward. So I have Aiden Anderson. Congratulations. You did good. You got it done. <laughs> he did. He did really good. He got, he, he'd come with the scriptures and he'd get it done. So Misty Anderson. You know, these kids are really good kids, and they really do well, and they, they know the armor, and they know who, how to fight, and I just, yeah, they're good. Piper Ramsey. Congratulations. Dominic Ramsey. There you go. Thank you. I probably should do... Xander Ramsey. Now, the younger kids had a little bit of a different approach, but they still did their stuff and did good. So, Jalen Ramsey. Congratulations. Hazel Ramsey. Here, honey. And last, Lucas Ramsey. So that's the kids that finish, and I encourage, we're starting a new book. Um, you'll get it today. It's called Defined. You kids will each get one, and this is another opportunity for you to finish it, do your work, and bring it to me. So there's prizes for this one as well. There's a goal. So, um, yeah, you guys can go back with Jeff. Jeff's got some great stuff, I'm sure. Jeff's, can I share a little bit? Yep. Just to give a hand, let's, let's go with Jeff. Jeff's a teacher back there, telling you what a man of God. He's not afraid. The analyst, we got, we got Deb and Frank Moran. We just want to thank them so much. Deb, would you please stand, everyone? Could you see Deb? Thank you, Deb. Thank you. <laughs> we have, we have Danny and Linda Packard, who have also worked with the kids back here. Uh, Jennifer and myself. Je Jennifer and myself. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, David and Heidi, thank you so much. You know, it's interesting, a lot of these are elders in our church that are back there working with our kids. And we really, really value our children. And we want to give them the very best and be on top of that. So thank you. So I just have a little bit to share before Tom gets up. But um, I'm just encouraged you guys, this book is really good. It's, we've been talking about the Word of God. We've been talking about salvation. We've been talking about these things in here. This is in here for our kids, and it's about our identity. We are created in the image of Christ, that that's who we are. And we're teaching our kids of who they are and what their identity is in Christ. And um, I just have just a couple of scriptures. I'm going to just bear with me, but 
In Ephesians 1, 4, it says, As he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him in love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Christ Jesus in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us in the beloved. Fulfillment through Christ in him we have redemption by his blood, the forgiveness of transgressions in accord with the riches of his grace, and he lavished upon us in all wisdom insight. And then it just in 11, it says, In him we are also chosen, destined according with the purpose of the one who accomplished all things according to the intention of his will. I know this is a lot, but there's a lot in here. So that we might exist for the praise of the glory. We, who first hoped in Christ, in him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, have believed in him and were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is the first installment of our inheritance towards redemption as God's possession. So he ordained us even before the foundation of the earth. And that's the biggest thing. That's our identity. We are chosen prior to all this. This is, this is who we are. We are created in the image of Christ. That is our likeness. He's our likeness. We are like him. As he is, so am I. As he is, so are you. And that's what we're training and teaching the kids is to walk in their full potential of identity of Christ and who Christ is in them and who he is for them and who we are in him. Um, and then the, the key scripture for this week, I'm just going to read and then I'll let Tom, but I just, it's really important that they know and can stand, stand in who they are. Um, and even as adults, you know, that we would know and walk in our situation. Even with Jamie was talking about champion, that's who he is for us and that we need to see him as that. Uh, the key scripture is Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, so he created us, in, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which can prepare, be, ah, sorry, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So he also created us for good works, to do good, and he has a plan and a purpose for all of us and for our kids. So I encourage you guys to do these. Um, because if, if we're talking about the Word of God, and we know the importance of getting into the Word of God, what a better way to use this as like a Bible study or a devotion with your kids to get into, it digs into the scripture, it digs into creation, it digs into repentance of sin. It just goes through a lot of stuff, and yeah, it's good for them it's as much as it is for us to get into the Word. It's good for our kids to know. I mean, even Hazel, I mean, my little Hazel is memorizing scripture. So if she can do it, I think we all can. So I just really do encourage you guys to do that. So that's what I have. Hallelujah. 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 Pray. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. I think I just have, you know, I, I teach children, but I think we're just older children. <laughs> uh, huh? You have fun in the house of God? How about the presence of the Lord in the house this morning? You know, we honor, <clears throat> we come to God in a service. My prayer is, Lord Jesus, have your way. Just have your way. I understand order. I understand you have things and times you need to do, but ultimately when it comes down to things, I pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. And when Jenny was sharing the scripture, we don't talk with the worship team uh, before the service. We do have topics, but it's interesting in those songs, when we're talking about champion, we talked about our position with Christ, that we're seated 
next to him. And I just want to go to Ephesians 2, 1 through, 1 through 10. I'm not going to read that. Jenny was just sharing that. But I want to highlight some of the amazing uh, connections here just this morning that the Holy Spirit and God is wanting to give to us. Um, I'm going to go in the middle there. I don't have the verses here. I have the whole thing. So it says, but God, so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sin, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Right? And we are united with Christ. So God can point to us in all our f- the future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and his kindness towards us, as shown in all that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And what can you take credit from this? It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no one can boast for it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do things he planned for us long ago. Say, do things. You were made. You were created. It's the first thing on when we have this lesson. And I don't know if we have that up there, Jeremy. If you can put it up, that's fine. But the first part of this, it says, boys and girls, is you're created by God. That in itself is a biblical truth right, in the first two chapters of Genesis, that is a power, you are created. Say, I am created. I've been designed. I have a purpose. Therefore, I have a responsibility. Do you know that? That it just said here, as we went through this, that he has created us new in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he has planned beforehand. And that is the first scripture that we're teaching the kids. Everybody's looking at it, but we're created by God, right? We were saved by grace, right? But because of what sin had happened, the realization of sin, as we were just sharing in the beginning of that, we realized that because of our disobedience and our many sins, we needed a savior. Jesus Christ is our savior. That is the best news. The best thing that ever happened to me was what? Remember this? Got saved. The best thing that ever happened to me was Jesus. Isn't that so true? Isn't that the greatest truth, the most exciting thing that's ever happened to you in your life is Jesus Christ? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. We come to this place in life that that there, because of sin, we have what? Jesus Christ. We're transformed by the gospel, and we discover who we are in Christ. This is a journey that God takes us in in discovering so we can do that we can move and that we can do, that we can function, right, in his place. And if you're, if you're not excited about what Jesus did, uh, who, who said, uh, Jesus, he said, return unto me the joy of my salvation. <laughs> who said that? Was that David? I believe that was David. He said, return unto me. How could we lose the joy of my salvation? It's interesting when you go through things. Last year I went through that accident I shared last week. But how fast afterwards you just begin to forget about all that stuff. Oh, I got past that. Right? Being thankful just to be alive. (laughs) Just to be thankful that I'm here. 
How do you forget about that? Oh, this last year, whatever. And you just get back. Every day after the accident, I was so thankful just to be alive. And the presence of God and everything there when I was in the middle of that was so precious to me, right? But afterwards, you've been, well, you walk away from that and already you just, you lose that. You lose that, that, uh, that reverence and fear, the incredible wealth which is grace and his kindness to us, right? And I believe God's bringing his kingdom solutions to earth, and he wants to demonstrate it. Like he said, I want, so God can point to us in the future ages as examples of the incredible wealth. Look at the incredible wealth that God can do and the grace upon your life. Look at the incredible, look what I can do for your life. Look what Jesus can do for your life. People, when you go through something, it's a testimony, like you just said, it is a testimony of the grace and the power that God did for us. And he ruled, I, I, I just, um, he's king, he created us. Jesus didn't have to come down here and do anything for you. Right? He, 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 he was good. He had it really good up there. It was fine. It wasn't his fault, right? The sin part, that wasn't, that wasn't his fault. He didn't mess it up. And he, and he reigns and he rules. And, you know, in the kingdom, when we talk about ruling and reigning, it's different how we rule and reign here on earth. On earth here, you think about ruling and reigning, people are just going to do what you say. I'm the ruler. I'm going I'm to do this. But did, is that what God and Jesus did up there, ruling and reigning? What did Jesus do? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He come down. Why would you do that? You have it so good up there. there. Why would you possibly come down here to do something here? And we were singing about it. For God so loved the world that this is what he gave to you, right? So this is kingship authority. He comes down, and everything is good up there, and everything's fine. But you know, a real ruler and a real king, a real father of a house, a real person of authority, you know how they act? Boom. And you get grace, just like Jesus said here. I give you grace, and I give you my ability to elevate those around you and bring them up. A good leader, a good husband will elevate his wife. This is where my wife says, you believe what you just spoke at the church, <laughs> right? But you look at your wife. You fathers, good husbands will lift up and change and exhort and, and, and raise up, Right? That's, that's stewardship. That's mentorship. That's what Jesus did for us. He, he, he died on the cross. He took all of those things on the cross so that we could do, that we could be something. So it's, not, it's, just, not, it's just not about being born again, going to heaven. That is so beneath everything that Jesus did for us. The seated in heavenly places, operating, right? Who you are in Christ, living out our identity, what we have in Christ. You talk about the armor of God? Come on. All those things that God has given us, all those things, living out our identity, walking in the Spirit. Tell me about the Holy Spirit. We don't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. It's almost as bad as Bruno. Right? Talk about walking in the Holy Spirit, living on a mission. And guess what, parents? Don't worry, we didn't forget about you. We gave you a parent's guide to this book. <laughs> it's in the back. So <laughs> when you go home and you start going through these things with our children, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's got a little bit of guide in the back of there for us. But here's, here's where I, I believe that th for this morning, 
that God is establishing, he's wanting to establish his authority on earth. But he's reaffirming the concept of what it really means to rule. His kingdom rule and reign. And it was the submission of Jesus to his father that opened up the door to salvation, wasn't it? And that word that came here this morning about submission, to surrender, to lay everything before God. He didn't have, you know, you think about it, he did it for his father. He come down and he became low for his father that, that he would, that he would, that we could be here and that he could change the world, right, around us. So there's this surrender. So Jesus said this, and he said what he was going to go through. In Luke 9, verse 21 through 27, he said, Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. He said, the son of man must suffer many terrible things, right? Wasn't his fault. But he will be rejected by the elders, the leaders, and the priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He will be killed. But on the third day, he'll be raised He'll be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Has anybody watched The Karate Kid? Way back in 84. The Karate Kid. Tony, La- Tony LaRusso and Marty... Or, uh, Johnny, whatever. Okay, so I looked at this movie and I said, you know what? There was a place in this movie where this kid, Daniel LaRusso, thank you very much. Daniel LaRusso had a problem. And he had a problem and he thought his answer was karate, right? So he tried to learn karate on his own. But then Mr. Miyagi came into his life, right? And Mr. Miyagi showed him kindness, showed him love, took care of him, right? And then he began to show him karate, and and he started seeing these things. So right away, Mr. Miyagi, um, he said, you know what, do you want to learn karate? So if you watch the movie, you remember one of the first things that he had to teach him? Was to clean his car. But before he even did that, he said this. He said, I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to teach you karate. Right? But you have to promise something to me. You're going to do what I say, and you're not going to ask any questions. <laughs> so then he brought out the buckets, and he laid the buckets out there, and he looked at the buckets, and he said, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not karate. You know, right? Hey, what was the first rule? No questions. Right? So he began to do all these chores, right? Wax on. Wax off, right? Then what did he do? What? Paint the fence. Struck. Yeah. Okay, why is that karate? What is this stuff that we're doing? It's surrender. It's process. You know? How many people have gone through a process standing and you, you kind of wonder, what, what are you doing? God, what is happening? But as we come into submission under God and we ask him, it's process. It's part of coming under the submission. It's the, it's the training. It's us taking up the thing. So, so he, he kind of got frustrated with that. He said, you're just making me do all this work. Why, God? When are we going to get done with all this stuff, right? When are we going to get to the good stuff where I get to you know, start doing all this karate? So it was four days, four days of him 
going through all these things. And on the last day, he was a little bit frustration. Now I want to give you a clue. Frustration means upgrade in your life. Okay? Anybody have any frustrated issues in your life? God wants to bring you an upgrade in that area in your life. He wants to be your Mr. Miyagi in that area in life and train you and show you karate, show you the Holy Spirit, show you who he really is, right? But we need to come into submission unto him. And we may ask, why, God, what is all this about? But we keep surrendering and we keep. And then after four days and after these days, then all of a sudden something comes up and he's like, oh, I will show you. And you remember that scene where he begins to start fighting, right? And instinctively, he began to block everything that he was trying to hit, right? Show me wax on, wax off. He would come, whoom, he'd block him, whoom, he'd block him, whoom. Because what? He had submitted and he had learned something during the process that took off the enemy, everything that he did. And when we go through the process and we're trusting in God, he's teaching us how to trust him, right? How to stay in his place, how to stay. He called it balanced. But here it comes. Here it is in, 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 in uh, Timothy 3.13, Right? But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others. The enemy wants to deceive you. Okay? From the very beginning in Genesis, what was his first line that he said in Genesis? Did God really say? Come on! And from that point on, all the way to Revelation, it was the same strategy every time. Make you doubt the word. Make you doubt God. Get you off the truth. All throughout the Bible, that's what it all was. And it was our ability to trust God. So in 2 Timothy 3, verses 13 through 17, it says, But evil people and imposters will flourish, and they will deceive others and themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful. Say faithful. To the things you've been taught, you know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. Come on. They have been given to you by the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to every good work. Say equip. You need to be equipped. You need to walk in the authority. You need to walk in the spirit of God. And nothing else works. You were designed no other way. You were created by God to be run with God on the fuel from God from heaven. Nothing else works. And the strategy of the devil is always the same thing. Did God really say to forgive? Did God really say to receive the Holy Spirit? Did God really say, well, we don't need the Holy Spirit. We don't need to forgive because such and such and such. That is not the word of God. And it do- you don't run well. And God reveals that. And you see just the reason why. And you have to ask, we submit ourselves humbly, come before God, and we say, you know what, God? What is it? What is it? Teach me. I surrender. 
<clears throat> There's times where I sneak away and I go through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Here it's confessional Sunday. There's been times I think I have and you haven't known about it. All right. So when you go to McDonald's, you go to the first window, what do you do? You lay down, you say, hey, you know, take a number three, number four, number five. No, I hope not. Not just for me, it's for my family. But you go in there and you take your order and you, and you what? You don't see the person, but you're, you're, you're saying something. And then where do you go to the second? What do you do when you get to the, there's, there's, there's the thing and then you go to the second thing. What's the second thing you go to? You pay the money. And then you go to the third window and what do you get? You get the reward. How come? Okay, so now in the kingdom, when I come before the Lord, right? And all my brokenness and things like that. And he and he responds to me. And you say, you know what, Lord? I need, something's going on in my life. And he says, well, you need, to, you need to go, you need to walk in forgiveness. You need to lay that down because that's something that I want to show you and I want you to go. Do you go from the first to the third? Do you go from the ordering the food right to getting the food? What's that second thing? You pay. Now, I'm not talking about salvation like that's already been paid for. But there's this other part called surrender. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. That means I surrender to him. So I go to the second and I surrender whatever it is he's requesting for me in order to go to the third one. Wow. Could, wouldn't it be just nice if we went from the first to the third? I want you to go to McDonald's and try that. And I'm going to see if you can get anything out of that. Yeah, yeah, go. Pastor Tom at the community church just said, let's go to McDonald's. And he said, go from the first to the third and see what happens. Probably can't even get through because there's usually cars in the way anyway. So, but the, you're not going to receive the reward. You're not going to get the revelation. You're not going to get it because you're not surrendered. And church, here's the big, here's, here's the big thing. Yeah, I get it. I get Jesus. I'm saved. I'm born again. But did you surrender your life? What are you going through right now? I'm, I, 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 I want to prepare you. I the grace of God came upon my life that I might do good works, that I might be able to function. God came into my life to equip me, to empower me, to walk with the Spirit of God. But that takes surrender in my personal life. I want that double cheeseburger. I want to walk in victory. I want to walk in that. But we don't realize that if we don't obey God, if we don't follow his scripture, if we don't take it in and, and stand in faith, that we will never get to the third spot. And the church is being brought to a place of humbleness and humility, not for shame's sake, but for empowerment's sake. It's all for empowerment's sake. I want to, you have the keys. You're seated in the next, in the throne room of God. You're, you're seated in heavenly places. That's an establishment of authority that comes when we, we have a right to that in our lives. And he wants to demonstrate it through us, but there's this life of total faith, trust in it says there, Jesus Christ. Again, total faith in Christ and Jesus Christ. You can't get off of that. You're going to be back to that again. That is the foundation. My faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Say, Jesus Christ. My faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Right? We can't get off of that. It always comes back to the, to the cross. When he started, and you surrender 
to everything that you want the reward for. You surrender to DigiKey. You surrender to the McDonald's drive-thru. This is the most spiritual statement you have. I surrender to the McDonald's. You do. You know why you do? Because you want the Big Mac. You want that thing at the end. Some people said that's so gross. But you want the reward. You dedicate your life. You work at DigiKey. You punch in, you punch out, and you get the reward. When it comes to the kingdom of God, we cannot be ignorant. We can't be ignorant. The cost is way too much. The cost is way too much. It's your life. If he wants to save his life, you got to lose it. We're talking about life and death decisions. How, how, how loosely you take everything for granted sometimes, Tom. When, you, when, when I, I mean, he saved my life, and then get up in the morning, and you get caught up in, what am I caught up in? The McDonald's drive-thru? No. Right? Why is line so long? Or, or getting up, how, how early do you get up in the morning to go to work? How early do you get up in the morning to do this? How early do you get up in the morning? And God says, well, well, how early do you get up to read my word? It's not about condemnation. It's not about shame. But it's about equipping you to make it through that day. Because he knows what you need. And he says, take your cross up weekly, monthly, yearly, is that important? Give us this day our weekly bread, our monthly bread, our yearly bread, our daily bread. And that's how important it is in the kingdom of God that we walk daily and empower daily. We need it daily. Wax on. Wax off. But he did all of that. He submitted himself. And because of that, he reaped the reward right? It created something in himself, and he won the championship, right? He had his balance. He had all those things, and there's just times in life, I'm telling you, God wants to establish you, and he wants to show you how good you and him are together walking in the kingdom. You're seated next to me in heavenly realms. What does that look like? That looks like when I'm sick, I begin to declare the word of God over my life. We have examples in this house, right? Men and women, Danny and Linda, Frank and Deb, right? You have to stand to be in examples. When, people, when, people, when you're telling a testimony and the people are going like this, that's a good testimony because they're like, how in the world did you get through that? How did you do that? Boom. Who gets the glory? That's good stuff. There's no way I could have done that on my own. And he wants that to make a daily thing. And the fact that it's a daily thing is not nothing to be afraid of. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That you would take up your cross daily. That I would surrender every day to the Lord. And he's after our every day because he's Lord. You know how beautiful that is? It was so nice when I was laying in my in my hospital bed, and I, and I couldn't physically do anything. Not because all of what I thought I could do was gone. And the only thing I had, you know, in my, in my spirit was I was trusting God that somehow he would do something here. And I knew it, but I just couldn't see it. I didn't know how. Perhaps it was like there's a stage in life, but I knew it. I knew he and Jenny knew it. 
And we stood together because what God had done for her. There's places in our lives where God wants to demonstrate his peace and his power even before you're through the other side because he knows it's, it's not by your own strength, it's by his spirit. And that's, that's the power of it. And as soon as the summer comes, I start working and you start, oh, now I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that, right? Oh, come on, Danny, you got to help me out. We need spiritual brothers to just slap us in the face. Tom, what are you thinking? You would. That takes commitment, doesn't it? Does that take commitment? Are you, are you committed? Daniel's son, are you committed? You're going to have to be committed. You're going to have to walk this through with Christ. You're committed to that, right? With people, because they'll bring you through a place. And there's examples of people. I want to, he's my champion. You know, when I hear Deb and Frank's story, it energizes me. When I hear Danny and Linda's story, when I hear Pastor Jake and Sandy's story, when I hear my mom and dad's story, it energizes me. And you need to go to the people that you want to be like, right? I want to be like Michael. You know, if you want to be like Mike, you're going to work like Mike, right? But if you want to be like, I don't know who's not a good basketball player or whatever. <laughs> LeBron James. Our greatest example is Jesus. Our greatest example is Jesus, and he's going to show us, show us his way and show his mighty power. But I believe that that's the season that we're in, is the daily life of Jesus Christ. It's today. It's right now. It's when you walk out this door. It's every part of our lives. And it's exciting. It's exciting to surrender to the Spirit of God. It's exciting to let it go and trust God completely. Well, what happens if somebody else, and don't feel bad, what happens, you know, Peter's worst fear is what other people were doing. Peter said, well, what about all these other people? What about if they don't do what they said? What? Don't worry about it. I got you. What if they don't be nice to me? Don't worry about it. I'm with you. I got you. And when you know that, it gives us faith and trust in God to do that. Amen? Are you blessed this morning? What a wonderful service this morning. I just want to thank the Lord, the Holy Spirit. It's been, it's been, it's been real. <laughs> Hasn't it been real? And the Spirit of God, it's been fun. But I believe God, I believe the Word of God this morning. There are, there are, um, lessons that we had prepared on the, on the site about who we are when we're born again and the importance of getting in the word of God. I really believe that in this time, God is bringing us back to the first simplicity of the gospel of God. Getting into your word. Say, I need to read the Bible. Come on. No doubt. Why? Because did God really say? That's what he's still doing today. I'm not just talking to you. What? Talking to all of us. Did God really say? Yes, he did. Look it up. And you stand just like Diane said. You stand on the word of God. You stand on his word. You stand on every prophetic word, every promise, everything that God's given you. You start giving it back to him, right? You hear the bad news, but you get the good news. You got the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in your life. He said, I'm going to live. I'm not going to die. I have a future. I have a hope. I have a plan in Christ Jesus. You start doing that. He don't, want to, he don't mess with you when you know your stuff. He don't want to mess with you because he's getting beat up because you got a real sword, and you start hitting with a real sword. I'm running away. He is. He is because he's defeated. That's absolutely right because you know it with the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You think Jeff's had enough time back there? Should we give him another half hour? Want everyone to sneak out, come back in an hour, and come get your kids. Would you do that? <laughs>
See, Pastor Tom said so. Let's, uh, let's stand up this morning. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit this morning. God, I thank you that we can surrender into the arms of Jesus Christ. And God, it's in that surrender, Lord, that we are equipped and empowered, Lord, to release power through our voices into situations. And there's this power that we get in the embrace, in the presence of God, that we know, Lord Jesus, that you are here with us and that you're standing with us. I pray right now as you, as you receive that, that you go out this door, and I see declarations that you go out with the Spirit of God. And Lord Jesus, when you go out that door and you go to your families, that situations are bowing to you in the authority and the name of Jesus Christ. I, I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about family situations. I'm talking about fil- business situations. You're going to go out blessed and equipped equipped by the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus, and the enemy bows down to the authority of God and his word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May you be in the fullness of health in the name of Jesus. May you go out with the peace of God and, and, and follow him and have a wonderful week in the name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Praise the Lord.